Hello, everyone. Welcome to the It's Not About Me podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode and for making me a part of your day. Let's dive in. Welcome back. Today is a super cool episode. Um, We're going to talk about our five senses and how crucial they are to our healing process. Now, I've mentioned um, a lot before in previous episodes about how important our emotions are to who we are and how they are a part of who we are. And just like our emotions are so essential to our being, our senses are as well. Our senses are what we use to experience the world. We experience the world through sight, through hearing, smelling, touching, and tasting. And our senses are also what we use to cope. And there's healthy ways of coping and there are unhealthy ways of coping. So I kind of want to get into into both. So first of all, let's talk about sight. Um, We learn a lot about the world through the things that we see, right? We see the things around us in terms of nature, Um, we see how the world works. I've learned a lot about the earth just by paying attention, just by watching things around me, watching animals and watching plants and understanding how they work and how that applies to me as a human being. And there are so many things that we learn through the things that we see. And when we're talking about, you know, when we're talking about going through a difficult time, struggling with something, our sight plays a vital role in in how we heal and whether or not we do heal or we make a situation worse. So for example, I talk about this in, in in an episode that I did on a different podcast called To Mom um, by Valerie Probfeld. Um, which is a great episode. I'll, if you guys want to check it out, go ahead and, and go on her podcast and listen to the episode. But I talk about how I notice a lot of different things in nature, especially these past six and a half months where I've been struggling with um, anxiety and struggling with new life changes and transitions. I've spent a lot of time outside and just watching different animals and watching different things happening. And and there was a moment where I started noticing uh, a lot of yellow and black. Um, like I remember one time I was I was like really, really struggling and I was just like overwhelmed. And I just prayed that morning and, and inside the house. And then when I stepped outside right after that prayer, I saw this yellow butterfly. And I've seen the yellow butterfly really quickly in passing. I've never seen it up close. And and it was super rare for me to even see it. And when I stepped outside, it was right in front of me. And I was like, whoa, this is obviously meant for me to see. So I see this yellow yellow butterfly and I love butterflies. So I'm always um, just watching them and I love being around them. And and this one was just beautiful. And it was bigger than, than butterflies that I'm used to seeing. And it was super cool. I'm like, okay, cool. A yellow butterfly. How awesome is that? And how, how positive, how, how optimistic. 
And then later on that day, <clears throat> I came back inside. I went back outside and I saw a black butterfly and I was like, oh, it was the same kind of butterfly. It was just black this time. And I, I've never even seen this black butterfly ever. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's the same butterfly, but in black. And so after that, I started seeing a lot of, of yellow and black. I started to notice kind of this, this, um, this consistency of yellow and black that was following me around that day. And I was curious, I'm like, what is this theme of yellow and black that I'm seeing today? And so I Googled it, just yellow and black. I think I put like yellow and black color colors. And when I Googled it, um, I saw that yellow and black, those colors, when you mix them together, they make the color green. And it was a super just grand moment. I had a whole epiphany because I'm like, oh, that's so cool because green is the color of life. We we think of green as symbolizing life. And, and I started thinking about it and I'm like, wow, that is so symbolic because yellow, when we think about yellow, we think about uh, positivity and we think about happiness and, and light. And when we think black, we think darkness and sadness and hard times. And it turns out that when you combine the two, you get life. And it's so symbolic because life is those two things. There are going to be moments where things are going really well and, and we're happy and content and, and we're just positive. And then there are going to be moments that are more challenging and we may experience sadness and difficulty, which is where, where I was at at the time. Um, and yeah, it was just a reminder that that is what life is. It's, it's the up and the down. It's the easy and the hard, a combination of the two. And that for me was very healing because it just, it reminds me that even though I'm struggling in that moment, that it's a necessity for me to struggle, that it's an, it's inevitable for me to struggle because life is a balance of the two. And it's okay if, if that moment, you know, is, is a moment of struggle because the moment of, of positivity will come back and then the moment of struggle struggle will come back. And it's, that's just how life is. It's just, it's just a combination of the two. So that's an example of how our sight can, can help us understand and can help us gain perspective about life itself and, and the way it works and our role in it and how we can learn to cope and how we can learn how to withstand difficult times, right? Like that was a, a, a learning experience for me. And it happened just because I was outside looking at what was happening outside and thinking about it, reflecting on it. Sometimes I think um, our sight can also be detrimental to our healing process, right? Like the things that we see when we're struggling are not always healthy for us. Um, I think, for example, looking at things that distract us, for example, and I've said this before, like social media, um, a lot of times can really deter our healing process, right? Because we're using our sight as a, as a means to distract ourselves from our issues instead of trying to understand struggle and trying to, to reflect on how we can come out of a difficult situation 
we're just distracting ourselves by watching things, by watching videos, by watching photos, by watching content that is not necessarily beneficial to us. And on on the flip side, we could also watch content that is beneficial. We could watch an expert. um, We could watch like a life coach and we could watch things that give us positive messages and that teach us how to cope. Those are all great things as well. But on the On the negative side, we could also just be watching things that distract us. So sight is a huge resource for us um, and a way that we we do cope, whether it's healthy or unhealthy. So we have to be careful with what we see and how and think about how that affects us. Another big one is hearing what we hear. Again, you could take it back to nature. Um, And I I always just take it back to nature because that's just my personality. I like to be outside and I I learned so much from from the earth and how it works. And it has shaped me so much. So for me, hearing can be something as simple as going outside and listening to the life that's happening out there, listening to the birds chirping, um, to the wind blowing, all that for me is very soothing. It's a reminder that there are so many things that happen in life that shouldn't worry us. There's, there's animals that don't worry about anything. They just, they just exist. And Obviously, we're not animals. We we have other roles on the earth now. And in modern day, we have jobs and we have families. We have we have things that require our time and attention in a way that animals don't. But I still think it's important to see to to learn from animals in the sense that they don't worry about tomorrow the way that we do. They just live today. They live in the moment. And for me, that's something that I struggle with is is living in the moment and and just hearing life happening without hearing it happening consistently, just being reminded that it's just life and, and it's important to be grounded and to live in the moment. That's also helpful for me when I'm stressed out about my future or when I start to worry, even though worrying doesn't do anything, it just causes me stress for no reason. Um, it's helpful for me. Also, listening can be helpful um, depending on what or who you listen to. For example, music too. Music can be, if we're listening to music that has positive messages, that could also be super helpful for us. If we're using music in a way to kind of aggravate our our emotions and to kind of... um, to add fuel to the fire, that may not be the healthiest thing. Um, also, the who we listen to, uh, I think, is super important too. Because when we are struggling with something, if we do take our struggle to someone, it's important that we take it to someone who can give us good advice. Because some people mean so well, but they may not give you the best advice. They may not have the best mindset. The most healthiest mindset, and they may actually lead you astray. But there are people that are much wiser and much more mature that can give you good advice and that can help you 
with your current situation. So it's important the who and the what we're listening to as well. Smell. Smell is a big one too. Um, what are we smelling when we cope, right? Are we are we going to substances that are not healthy for our minds? Are we relying on on substances that can give us negative side effects? Or are we are we smelling things that do soothe us in a natural way, like essential oils, something as simple as as having essential oils or smelling, you know, lavender candles. There's a lot of smells that are natural that that soothe us. Um, and that's a great tool to use. I've done that before. I've I've bought candles in moments of high stress and high anxiety, and I just lit them and I let them fill the air and just, you know, relax. That's a good tool to use too. Um, Another one is touch. I think that's the last one. Yeah, touch. Oh no, that's not the last one. We have touch and taste. So touch, how are we using touch to to cope? Um, When I think about touch, I think about the relationship that we have with ourselves and other people. I know that sometimes people, when they're really going through a, a tough time, especially uh, younger generation, sometimes they resort to self-harm. And that's that's how they cope. Sometimes touch can be abusive, whether it is to ourselves or to other people. Sometimes we we take out our frustrations on our own bodies. And sometimes we take it out on other people in a physical way that's not healthy for anybody. But touch can also be a great thing if you're using it as as a way to connect with somebody else in a healthy way, whether it's allowing somebody to embrace you in a difficult moment, you know, hugging someone in a difficult moment um, or receiving a hug in a difficult moment. That's huge. Touch between two people is relaxing. It does calm you down. Um, And that's a great tool to use when you are going through a, a rough patch. And the last one is taste. Taste is also huge. Some people may resort to taste in a negative way. For example, alcohol. Some people cope with alcohol. They like to drink and, you know, because drinking is numbing and and it it, it helps people forget in the moment. Um, but we know that alcohol is a dangerous thing, especially if you if you have alcoholism in your family. That's a dangerous thing to to use for coping. There are other, there are also other things you can taste that are helpful, um, that are, are better for you. For example, again, I, I have suffered from anxiety on and off for the past couple of years. And, and one thing that I've learned um, through my best friend is that magnesium is a great, um, it's something that helps with anxiety. It reduces anxiety. And so uh, when, when she told me that, I started to research different foods that are high in magnesium and I started eating them. I started uh, adding them to my diet. Uh, and that's a great, that's a great way to, to deal and to overcome a struggle. The things that we eat are so also are a huge part of how we are able to um, overcome something because there, there are, we are what we eat. And I know that that's something just like this common phrase that people usually use when we're talking about, you know, fast food and, and stuff like that. But it's true. The things that we eat affect us too. 
There are things that we need. There are things that food has that are things that we need to be healthy. And unfortunately, the world that we live in today, uh, it it offers us way too many things that actually um, affect us in a negative way that are actually killing us slowly versus the more organic things that are essential for a healthy mind. So it's important to, to note that too. Sometimes a simple, a simple thing like changing your diet and changing the way that you eat, that literally has a, 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 an effect on your body and on your mind. And it could be just the thing that you need to, to start feeling better and, and start um, having a healthier mind. So our senses are so, so vital to, to being able to withstand and overcome our struggles. And it's difficult because I think we are so scared of being uncomfortable. We're so scared of feeling pain and feeling any discomfort that we do resort to temporary relief. A lot of times we use our senses for temporary relief because sometimes something is so heavy that you just don't want to feel it anymore. And I totally understand that my anxiety has been so high sometimes that I, am, I have been so desperate for relief. I understand that that desperation that you have to just feel normal again, just get back to a state of peace and normal. But the reality is that there are things that cannot be fixed so quickly. And the more we try to um, relieve our discomfort temporarily, the more that we give ourselves temporarily solutions for permanent or for deeper issues, the longer we're actually going to struggle with those issues. We need to do the hard work and figure out how to deal with whatever it is that we're going through. We need to do the hard work and be comfortable being uncomfortable so that we can use our senses in a way that's going to give us permanent solutions. It's it, for example, alcohol may be a great temporary relief, but changing your diet is a more permanent relief. It's a, it's a permanent solution and changing your diet that takes more time. It takes more practice. It takes more effort than it would to just pour a cup of alcohol and drink it on the spot. It's always going to be harder to, to put into practice the things that actually give us permanent relief, but it's essential to do it because otherwise we're kind of just keeping ourselves in limbo. We're, we're just keeping ourselves relieved enough to get through our day, but that's not enough. We need to, we need to do the hard work. We need to dig deeper. We need to use our senses in a way that gives us actual healing and not temporary relief. So yeah, I challenge you to think about the way that you use your senses to cope and think about whether you're using them in a healthy way versus an unhealthy way. And a combination of all of our senses, I think, is the best way to heal. I don't think we can rely on just one sense 
when we're talking about our healing process. I think we need to rely on all of them. We need to be consuming healthy things to have deep healing. We need to pay attention to everything, the things that we see, the things that we hear, the things that we touch, the things that we smell, and the things that we taste all have to be working together in a way that's healthy for us to be able to receive real healing. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Don't forget to answer the poll question and to click follow to keep up with the latest content. You don't want to miss an episode. See you on the next one.